Hello, you beautiful bitches. Just kidding. This is Unfiltered Live, and we are back. We are back. We're here with Tyler. Tyler is one of the most recent come-up analysts in the game. Um, to put it simply, he's just a little white kid that doesn't know about soccer. He's here to put give his two cents about the most recent matters. Isn't that right? Yep, that's right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But in all, in all honesty, though, he's an awesome and analysis and uh, he's a professional engineer. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but that analytical mindset is very important in soccer when it comes to betting, when it comes to analysis, and that's exactly why he's here to join us on Unfiltered. First issue right off the bat, is Leo Messi the GOAT after yesterday's performance? Here's my opinion. Um, I know that I'm going to probably make some of you guys angry. Uh, some of you Leo Messi cocksuckers. But um, I don't really think he is the GOAT. That's just my honest opinion. Why though? Why? I, there are games that I've seen like Liverpool match in the Champions League where he doesn't show up sometimes and we have other players that do like for example Ronaldo I think Ronaldo always shows up in big important games um True. Mbappe even though he's extremely young I think he's what 20 years old 21 yeah. something like that yeah he's shown that mentality of showing up in big games um and plus, you have to look in the past, too, of like certain players, like uh, Zidane. He's always shown in critical matches. Johan Cruyff, uh, the godfather of Barcelona and the Netherlands. Um, there's just so many players that you can list off that I think go over Leo Messi. Now, that's not saying that Leo Messi isn't a good soccer player. Right, right. I think he has a lot of talent. He's one of a kind. He can you put him on any team, he changes the formula and will do the win. But because he's surrounded with such great teammates like Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets. Busquets. Sorry if I butcher your favorite player's name. Um, Super lovely. <laughs> um, you know, David Villa, um, Ronaldinho. I mean... Terry Henry, Samuel Eto'o. He's played with so many great players before that, I mean, he, it, he's surrounded with greatness, and sometimes when he doesn't show up, those players do have to kind of put, put it on their shoulders like they have Suarez. Right, right. Do you feel like this is more of a... Because, you know, like you said, he's not a bad player, actually. His overall ratings for games are like 8 to 7.9, which is pretty crazy. That means that you have to be playing good in every game. Do you feel that this this choking that, that, that we see of Messi, do you think this is more of a, of a mental leadership thing? You know, rather than like the skill, it's more of a... Of a belief of of a, of a leadership position because, like you said, Ronaldo does show up in big games, but on top of that, he's managed to do kind of the same role from Juventus and Portugal and Real Madrid. He's able to be a leader and inspire people, right? Do you feel like even though Messi's really good and people do feel inspired by him, he in the back of his mind just 
doesn't possess that leadership that I'm gonna do it, everybody follow me, I'm gonna get this shit done, we're gonna get it done. Do you feel like Messi doesn't have this? You know what? That I I do believe that. I kinda see right? that, you know, like the example you use, Ronaldo, um, he has that great leadership role and a lot of those players fall in line yeah. to him. Leo Messi, on the other hand, I don't, I don't know. Is he the current captain of Barcelona? He is the current captain, but I'll be honest with you. I believe um, it's because he's Messi. You know, like if you don't make him a captain after 10 years, that's a, it's kind of a dick move <laughs> from the club. Does, <laughs> that's what I feel. Does PK still play for Barcelona? Nah, PK retired. Uh, PK actually no. PK is there. PK's been there with Messi this whole time. Yeah, it's probably one of the few players that's been there. With he him. was the captain before Messi, right? Yeah, I he mean, did if have you a... go with a list of line of captaincies, uh, Puyol was captain. Right, Puyol was Xavi, the captain. Then Xavi, then Iniesta. Iniesta. All those guys were great leaders. I mean, Puyol was one probably. Oh, yeah. One, I, I'll be honest, on record, top five best players to ever play for Barcelona just because. And he's a defender, too. Yeah. A lot of people will yeah. dismiss the idea of a defender can't be a great player. That is very true, and it's, uh, and it's kind of absurd that people just focus on offense. Um, I think a couple years ago, it was, it was a famous defender. I don't remember exactly who. But he said that the Ballon d'Or has turned more into a, into a popularity competition, right? Into like goal scoring. Who can score the most goals? Like not even like who can save the most, who, who performs better. Right. right. I, I do actually remember reading that quote somewhere. Yeah. I don't remember who exactly yeah, said I can't, that. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like it was an mind. Italian uh, defender or it was... Uh, uh, it was. A Spanish defender. I don't really remember. I don't remember either. We'll, we'll get back to that. But with Messi, you know, you, you just have so much ability. You're just so good. But like you said, I believe that because yesterday Suarez wasn't there, Dembele wasn't there, and, and these are players that he connects with. Like to put Sergio Roberto in the right wing is kind of weird, in my opinion. But, um,. But, but you know that argument doesn't work well with me because Valencia beat Barcelona. Why do you lose against Arsenal? <laughs> I mean, they Arsenal beat them in the uh, in the Europa, Europa League. League. Yeah, Arsenal and beat the crap out of Valencia. I, that just doesn't work with me. I mean, I'm an Arsenal fan. Arsenal fan, complete buffoon. <laughs> um. <laughs> We had a really, I would say we have a decent season. I will say so too. Like a lot of people were like worried that Emery's, you might not make it to the Champions League, but I no, believe that was a goal. To the Champions League, yeah. We have to win the uh, the qualifying tournaments. We have to win this uh, the Europa League Championship game to qualify for the Champions League. Very true. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're gonna win, man. I'm sorry. It's getting Chelsea. <laughs> no, I, I think we might win. Uh, you think so? We're, we don't have Mikatari coming in because of uh, political reasoning. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's wrong, man. That's just pretty wrong. I'm not even gonna like argue about that. Like, I don't, I don't think politics or religion or any of that shit has any place in fucking soccer. You know, like, right? That's that's outside the pitch. Um. So, 
But Mikatari really hasn't done, I, I feel like hasn't done much for Arsenal. Yeah, that's another thing, you know, it's not like you're missing Lacazette or... Right, we're or, not missing know, Lacazette or Obama Yang or, uh, or, uh, Kishelny. Right, right, right. Um, I will say, though... So, back to the topic, though. Right, right um, back to topic, back to the topic. Um... Because technically speaking, Barcelona did lose against Arsenal. Yeah, if you put it in that if perspective. If you put it in a perspective of they lost to Valencia and Valencia lost to Arsenal what does that mean I mean obviously Barcelona didn't come full force with all their players but right. there shouldn't be a reasoning of why they couldn't beat Valencia I mean still have one of the greatest players right now playing soccer Leo Messi right and the fact that he, he, I mean I understand it's a team sport but It is a team sport. I believe that even though he he choked because you know he did, they did score. Yeah, Barcelona did score. It just wasn't good enough. I think that it may be the fact that maybe we're not giving Valencia enough credit because they finished fourth. They finished fourth. They finished fourth this year. So Valencia is back to the Champions League on just their own credit. And I remember at the beginning of the season. They just suck, like you said. Well, but now they're in the Champions League. Well, how far? And they went to the Copa del Rey final, which nobody would expect. I, I, I wasn't expecting that shit. You know, it's usually the top four teams: Madrid, Atletico, Barcelona, Sevilla. Sevilla is the top four team, and I don't watch La Liga usually. enough. So <laughs> all I know is Real Madrid really had a shitty season. Oh yeah, please let's not talk about that. And I'll um, kill myself live. <laughs> <laughs> so live. <laughs> That's all I know about La Liga. Is Real Madrid had a really bad season. Um, Atletico Madrid is going through a little transition with uh, Antonio Griezmann possibly leaving now. Yeah. And one yeah. of their players is retired, right? Godin. Yeah, if yeah. I remember right. He's yeah, now Godin's retiring. Pretty done. And a big topic for Real Madrid now is, um, is the selling points of. Uh, Is Gareth Bale officially done with Real Madrid? I I think so, man. But the problem with that is that Madrid, I guess they they never saw him as as a flop. They invested so much in him because I heard that they have to pay him. If he he wants to leave, he can leave, but still have to pay him. Really? Yeah. And, like, I heard that, like, Gareth Bale wants to fight for that. Like, he's like, yo, like, if I don't play, that's fine, but you still have to, like... Pay me, I'll go play golf. Like that's exactly his exact same quote. He was like, I'll go play golf. I saw well so you know? Zidane's back being the coach. Now. Yeah, Zidane okay. is doing shit, which is exactly why he's kicking out Gareth Bale. Yeah, so <laughs> I, those comments were really questionable because I think Gareth Bale No, he's thirty, right? He's getting there. He's thirty yeah. or yep. twenty nine, something like that. I don't know his exact age. Um But the point is that he's a mature player, so regardless he should be good. Right, <laughs> he's an excellent player. I mean, if he went to Arsenal, I wouldn't bat an eye because we need a quality player like him. Definitely. But it's just questionable when Zidane benches him when he is available to play. Now, if it's to get, you know, at the end of the season where you want to try new players out, like uh, right, right, uh, Junior, right, or right, I don't know uh, if he plays Vinicius out. Junior. 
right? But it's the same position as Gareth Bale. Yeah, was. he hasn't even played since since Zidane got there, man. I don't think Zidane like fucks with him like that. It's crazy. Hey, I thought he. I know, no, no, too, isn't he? he is. He's not bad, dude. Like, I mean, I see him play, but I'll be honest, he still needs like another year before he can start. You know, he's well, not. I mean, he's, he's 18, not right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't really blame him for not being a, being like amazing and shit. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but dude, the thing is this with like Bale. With, with with Bell, I feel like his injuries really got the best of him, dude. And nobody saw that coming. Not even uh, the president, Fiorentino Penis. He was like, I want this player. He's good as fuck. He's going to be amazing. And he just splashed out money. He never really thought about the consequences of, what about if he doesn't get along with, with the coach? What about if like, shit goes bad? You know? But he did his job. I mean... When did he join uh, Real Madrid? It was like 2013, 14. It was before they won the Champions League, you remember? Uh, but the, yeah, after that, they won three Champions League in a row. Is, yeah, and, um, and, and he did score in two finals. You know, he scored that amazing goal against Liverpool. And then he scored against Atletico Madrid in that. In that. So um, it's just bizarre. Like, How can you be that good and just be shit the next season? Like, that's, that's beyond me. It's, it's beyond me, dude. So we'll. Uh, I do think that um, they might be selling them for their next big purchase of Hazard. Right. Of him making a splash in there now. Yeah, my question to you about that, not transitioning to transfers, uh, establishing that Barcelona has choked yesterday. And honestly, they're, I believe they're better than that. Valencia, I've, I've, I honestly, just to, just to like finish the point, I think that Barcelona was... Went there and they were expected Valencia to bend over and just get fucked in the ass. And then they were, they were just gonna lift the trophy. And now with like these two trophies, it's not that bad that you mega choked in the Champions League. Mm, but that wasn't what Valencia had planned. They were like, nah, we're gonna win this shit. Because it's been like 10 years or some shit like that. Right, right, I do. That, that's, that's what I believe. Including Messi, because like he played, when they play, you know, they usually just started like. Like uh, like passing the ball and doing the shit that Barca does, but uh, I don't know. I just didn't see them be as aggressive as they were. Gotcha. I, yeah. I didn't watch the game, right. but <laughs> I saw the stats and they weren't pretty. Right. Numbers don't lie, after all. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that you don't get to see, like you know, like maybe like players like like diving or or people hitting the post. But at the end of the day. It is. It is the score. Right. Is, it is the, the number that matters the most. Exactly. Now transition to Real Madrid, dude. Do you think they're gonna like legit just splash the fuck out this summer? You think they're gonna buy like Pogba, Hazard, and Neymar, and maybe like two other like semi stars to like build them and shit like that? Well, here's the thing about this transfer season's gonna be a little tricky for players that they want. Mm-hmm. Example is uh, Chelsea. Chelsea, if I remember reading right, has a now two-year ban, and they're not allowed to buy any players. So that's going to cause the sell- <laughs> selling of a Hazard to be more money. Because the problem with Chelsea is that they got banned, but they have like 30 players on loan. Like they have a lot of players on loan. Like yes. a lot. A ridiculous amount. Too many to really count. Too many. And um, they saw the future too much. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be a big issue of uh, 
for Real Madrid wanting Eden Hazard. And I know uh, reading reports of Manchester United and their um, their little drama going on with some of their players, like Pogba, for example. Pogba, Lingard, Instagrammers, some players. And, um, you know, what they're going to do. And uh, they just bought a player, didn't they, from uh, Frankfurt? Yeah. Jovic. 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 That guy's a beast, dude. He's really good. That guy's a beast, dude. At the Europa League. And he... Dude, I didn't really expect Frankfurt to go that far, but I know, and they're top really four this year too. Frank, like they're going to the Champions League. Dude. They turn, <laughs> they turn the heat. So maybe that's what will be the selling point for Gareth Bale. Uh, I'm kind of surprised they're keeping Tony Cruz. Um, yeah, yeah, me Tony too. Tony Cruz is getting to that age. Same with Luka Modric as well. He's getting old too, and for me, I think it, you know. It's time it's to time. Get, you know, sell those players. Give Yamis Rodriguez a shot. He's been on loan at Bayern Munich. Well, yeah, he actually got on loan. Then he got purchased by Bayern. Oh, he yeah. So, so he, he actually plays for Bayern Munich. Yeah, he, he's there. He's there to stay, man. Okay. Yeah, he's there to stay. But um, but they should give other players the chance. You know, I mean, they had like. There's two other youngsters, um, I think it's Vallejos and this other dude, but they don't even get that much playing time, and, and to be honest, they're not that good, you know, because this is Real Madrid, you know, we're talking about, like, what, the top five teams in the world? You can't have someone that's, like, not world-class in your star, in your starters. Dude. That's it's what just, happens when it's terrible. your youth system starts to lack. I mean, so many other teams, like Ajax... A great example right. where their youth pipeline is amazing. I mean, I, it's incredible how they have so many young studs on that team, like Frankie, Delit. Um, I want to say uh, they have a Brazilian player on that team that's really good. I don't know his name off the top of my tongue. Um, I do. I did hear a rumor that their Moroccan player. I don't know his name. Might be sold. To oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. He, for uh, big money too, and you know, game, something like that. Youth players are a key. I mean, Arsenal. We have future. a couple good youth players, Nelson and uh, Smith Rowe. But I think who does it the best is Barcelona and Real Madrid. I'll be quite um, honest. Yeah, I honestly, honestly, dude. I and uh, I believe that in academies. Madrid's not that good. They, they're that team that just purchases, you know? I, well, that's what happens when your fucking team's <laughs> worth about a couple billion dollars. I mean, you can't really help that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and honestly, like, I feel that, that a lot of people are realizing that academies are important, you know? I mean, look at Ajax. They probably didn't pay shit for them. And now... Out of sailing like half of the squad. Yes, they're not gonna be as good. They're not gonna go to the semifinals next year. Like I promise you that. But dude, they're gonna make so much money. The Ajax might become like 
a powerhouse again, you know? Yeah. Like, like no, PSG and shit. But you do have to be careful. Um, we did see in the past, Monaco did that. The oh, same yeah, exact man. thing. Man, I got choked. They uh, sold Mbappe and... Telemans and like... Thomas Lamar. Yeah, dude, Thomas Lamar. It, all in one uh, transfer, I believe. And they just they couldn't did, find replacements. They got a lot of money for it, but they couldn't replace the star power that they had. Especially as we see now Mbappe becoming just... A, an absolute terror on the pitch and that brings me a question of what might happen to Neymar um what do you think might happen to him I've heard I've heard rumors that he kind of wants to leave um his whole intention at PSG was to be the man right he wanted to be the man and and now it's Mbappe (laughs) so he left Messi's shadow to be be Mbappe's shadow shadow. yeah I mean don't get me wrong He's Neymar good, but he's a phenomenal player. But he's but not the best, and he wants to be the best, and you know, sometimes. And you can't be <laughs> behind someone's shadow. Yeah. I mean, we saw it at a good example would be Barcelona when Ronaldinho passed the torch to Leo Messi. Right, right. Leo Messi's team. Right. We've seen it at Arsenal when uh, Dennis Bergkamp right. passed the torch to Terry Henry. Yep. We've seen it at. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, no, that's a lot of cases, man. I mean, oh, dude. Man. There's can... no, oh, Manchester United. Uh, right. Wayne Rooney passing the torch to Paul Pogba. Right. You know, we've seen a lot of cases like this. And uh, a good one right now would be uh, Man City and with Sergio Aguero. And if Leroy Sané, Sané stays, that would be our next case. Right, right. But I... Back to the transfer, uh, I did see Bayern Munich offer $90 million for him. I did see that too. Like, I saw every. Like, when I saw that, I, I could just picture every Bayern Munich just jacking off. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're gonna get you. Oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna fucking win the Champions League next year. Um, dude, that kid is amazing. And the, the funniest part about it is that even though he's amazing, Manchester City can replace him like... So, they win. If I Either was, way. <laughs> if I was Man City, I'd raise the price a little bit more. Give me 110. 110 million. Hey, best strategy is make your team bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, do they have Raheem? They just have so many players and... and, and you know, just going back to the torch for a little bit. Even there, there's a little bit of a torch because Aguero is amazing, right? Oh, yeah. But... Best player to ever step on Man City's pitch. Besides oh, for Joe sure. Hart. Bes- oh, besides <laughs> Joe Hart. <laughs> Give me a fucking ball. But, um, what's it called? Aguero in like three, four years is not going to be as good, right? But they already have Gabriel Jesus there. He, yep. Gabriel Jesus has been there for a while, so... That's an automatic pass of the church in my eyes, you know? Yeah, they... uh, Man, you look at Man City's run, which, we'll say, this is the most entertaining Premier League season I've seen in a long time. Uh, With Liverpool just barely missing it by a point. By a point, man. Or two points, I don't really remember. Um, That team's incredible. If you look behind it, you got... Aguero, Gabriel Jesus, Bernard Silva, David Silva, who is retiring, um, Vincent Company, 
Otamendi. Uh, sorry for right. your names. Nah, um, nah, nah. You good? You good? You good? Laporte, Stones. Right. Um, Fernandinho, I think. Right. Is dude, that the right one? And, and dude, just mention it up your top of your head, dude. Manchester City has so like they have like in my opinion they have such a squad that like dude they can form another squad out of like the people that don't start. Yep. And they'll still finish like. 10th in the Premier League. Oh, higher than that. <laughs> higher than that. You know, it is a competitive league, uh, but I will say, like, you know, just to be safe in the argument, like, to me, at least 10. You know, like, I, I, you know. I put money on they finish 6. They finish 6? They finish. Maybe yeah. some because Wofford is that team. Yeah. No, wait. Is it Wofford? Yeah. No, Wolf- it's Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. Dude, that team. It's a complete shock. Yeah, they kicked the ass, dude. I haven't seen a shock since Leicester City won in the fucking league. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was that was fucking amazing. Now talking about Liverpool and talking about you know Leicester when they won the league, like, why do you think people in general, soccer fans in general, don't want Liverpool to win the league? Why do you think that is, dude? Because I have a funny theory, but I want to hear your opinion first. Okay, well I'm an Arsenal fan. So, you already know that I don't want them to win. I'd rather have Man City win it, just so it pisses off uh, Man United fans. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just... Don't get me wrong, I've, well, I like Liverpool. I mean, they've brought up Suarez, Coutinho, um... No, they have club, man. It's a master club. I, I love... Van Dyke, don't get me wrong, he's a great defender in Steven Gerrard. All those players are great. Uh, Milner. But, I don't know, I just don't want to see Liverpool winning the title. I just don't. Let me hear your theory. Dude, I'll be honest with you, I think it's because their fans are the fucking worst. Like, I really believe it's because these motherfuckers have never won the title, right? Like, then, like, um, Tyler, when were you born? I was born 94. I was born in 93. You know when's the last time that Liverpool has won the league? Like, league-wise, you know, not like cup, but like a league-wise? No, I have no 1990. Are you sure about that? Yes, let's look it up right Back now. check that, please. When was the last time... I'm not gonna lie though. I want Liverpool to win the Champions League. Me too. Because I, I don't want fucking Tottenham Hotspurs to win it. I'll be honest. Nine, me neither. 1989-90. When did Liverpool last win the win? When did Liverpool last win the league? According to Google, the Reds last won the league in 1988-90. Meaning that if they can't win the title this season, it has been 29 years, almost. 30 years. Whew, that's a long fucking time. That's a long fucking time. So I believe that if this motherfuckers win the title, we're just never gonna hear the end of it, dude. Like Eagles fans? Yes. Like, we're just never gonna hear the end of it, dude. Like, it can be like the worst season of all. You know, like, they can finish like 15th and like fucking all the stars are like injured. And they'll still be like, but we won the fucking, we won the Premier League in 2019. Whoa, whoa, you know? And like, dude, even like, bro, you don't, like, 
even for like a big club, dude, I feel like I feel like fans, you know, in general, man, they're mental, so you're supposed to fucking rep it True. to them. You I know? Agree. But then I seen some videos and when Liverpool went like when the fans would travel over, these motherfuckers were like fucking around with the local people. Like they were like like I saw a video where like this dude is just chilling, a Liverpool fan comes behind him and he pushes into a pool. And then like it's a little fucked up. You know, you know, it's a little fucked up, dude. And then I feel like it's just like like the Liverpool because the Liverpool area, I'm ignorant about England, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like say this is factual, but like from what I see like the soccer games, uh from like, you know, Liverpool fan TV, Arsenal fans TV, shit like that, those kind of like interactions. Like Liverpool fans are just mental, dude. You know, they're just like those put dudes that like go to the bar and they're gonna fucking rep Liverpool. And if you're not Liverpool, they'll break your fucking face in, <laughs> and then they'll tell you how much of a cocksucker you are for not liking Liverpool, the greatest team in the land. And I believe, dude, that in soccer we're getting past that, dude. Because I'll be honest, bro. Like, like I, I, I like Manchester United. I like Real Madrid. You know, I like all kinds of teams, dude. But like. I will never, I will never get out of my way to like harm you or like put my cross a point just for fandom for soccer. You know what I mean? That's kind of, right. I a feel like up. it's a little fucked up. I feel like we're moving away from that, you know, with like, because mm-hmm. like I said, at the beginning, I was like, dude, religion, politics and all this shit. This should be outside of the pitch. Like none of that shit should be in the pitch. Um... And that's because of, like, we as a civilization, I feel we're coming up, you know? Like, even sports fans are not as rowdy right. as I used to see them, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like I, I remember when I was growing up, I would see fights in soccer game like, all the time, dude. Like, like if you went to a soccer game, you were guaranteed to see a fight, you know? Now it's another, another motivator for you to buy that ticket. But uh, now it's really not like that. We don't really witness that in the States. Yeah, exactly. With uh, soccer teams. Um, a little ignorance on that. I have never witnessed it. I've never really. I, obviously, on TV, I have, and over the news. But right. on my perspective, I, I'll be quite honest. I've never really seen it before. Right. Like I'm like I'm like like I told you guys. I'm from Peruvian. I'm from South America, and you know, with the Copa Libertadores and the South Americana, you always see that shit. Like people will fight each other. You know, I I just I feel like. Like, I used to play rugby in college, right? Like I, like I told you, in my senior and uh, in my senior and junior year. And even though you beat the fuck out of each other, dude, you insult each other, you cuss at your mom, you fucking, like, you take a knee to the face, dude, because, you know, there's, it's, it's football without pads. That's rugby, dude. And there, there's no stopping. Dude, once the whistle ended... It was it was done. It was done. You know, you you never saw people like get a grudge, be like, "Yo, I'm gonna fuck you up," right. or like or like people curse at each other. Even the coaches and the fans, dude. It was like, uh, and and like, dude, I remember like, there's been so many times where we we I will like smash someone's fucking knee to the face, and then we go out and get a beer afterwards. It's funny the way you put it because when uh, I played soccer in high school. Uh, me and Andre used to play on the same soccer team yeah. in high school, and Warriors. I remember countless of times where we almost got in fights with yeah. <laughs> some teams. Um, so, man, you remember when Coach Young went off, dude? Oh, like, God. <laughs> yeah, so, no, but it, it's weird. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of memories on the soccer field with Andre. Exactly. Dude, but, yeah, and and me when I play like in my youth. I think you still want to fight him out. <laughs> I think that's when you, the brain doesn't develop that much when you're a fucking kid. Yeah, that's true. But dude, like, see, like we witnessed shit like that, cause I witnessed shit like that playing too, like for my club from, from high school and shit. But um. But if you can be so brutal in rugby, because that's a savage ass sport, dude. right? Like to me, that's a fucking brutal sport. I think to me, it's one of the hardest sports to play. To me, hands down, it is the hardest sport to play, dude. Because in soccer, at least when you take a knee to the face or something like that, most of the time, it's not intentional. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, but I believe that the whole point of that of bringing rugby up, because I know it's a fucking soccer segment, is that if those kind of people can be civilized. And just take that much aggression and pain and physical prowess to like a sport and just a hobby. Then why, why can't we? You know. I don't know. Uh, you know. A lot of pride, I guess. Uh, you see, it ma- mainly uh, Andre's coming this topic, and I kind of want to ke- touch up on it. <laughs> International football um, is uh, a lot pride. of pride. Pride. Uh, you see it more when it comes to international football games, and uh, sorry. No, oh, but you're right. I think like it's a, it's a, it's culture and pride because, mm-hmm. like, Ooh. that big game in um Argentina, River Plate, and the Boca Juniors. I know right. that's like the number, like that you could forget <clears throat> about it, like. I've read up history on soccer, and they said that's like top five rivalries. Dude, like they'll merge you. Besides, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid, um, Inter and AC Milan. Even though now they're not really relevant. Right, but they're still like that, though. You know, even though they're not relevant, they'll still rip it to Um, to death. You know, and then you got River Plate and Boca Juniors, which is the most aggressive. Game and fan bases I've ever heard and seen. I've seen videos of, you know, full of ri- riots happening. You know, rest yeah, getting dude. fucking death threats and that stuff. Was bad. It was so bad that they had to play in Spain, dude. I've never in my life seen. And they shit probably like that, still dude. had riots there. Yeah, death threats to the refs. But um, I do want to touch on a topic that you sent me it was. Uh, international play about Mexico going switching to a different uh, region oh yeah yeah do you think I'm a big uh, I'm from Mexico I'm half no. white half Mexican but Andre so <laughs> no. I'm a fake no oh, <laughs> I don't speak Spanish so um, oh shit you think it'd be beneficial for them to switch regions from the CONCACAF to... I don't even know what the fuck... Uh, the Comebol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, um, I think so, man. Like, I mean, like, dude, people, like... The fact that the U.S. didn't go to the World Cup is crazy. It's like, it's like you... I do want to say something, though, about <laughs> why they didn't go. It's because... So, the Netherlands, this is a great example, the Netherlands and the Italian, which I'll make a bold prediction right now, they're going to make it to the World Cup in Qatar, and Mm, the Netherlands will go far. I I will say, they're going to be the new French team. 
You think so? You think they went to that transition? Because here, here's the thing with the United States and Mexico, it's becoming a, both of their problems is they can't let go of the past. Right. The United States, they still have Michael Bradley and Josie Altador, and they're not yeah. they're not good players. I mean, they're old and they're not good. And why do they keep bringing them along? I feel like maybe for like they justify it for experience, but I I think they like they're getting. I think they got that hint because like now you know they have like Timuea and Sargent and Pulisic and and Tyler Adams, like all these players that they uh, they legit were like, dude, you're good, get the fuck out of here, go to Europe, you know? <laughs> right. That's exactly what they did, and I feel like now they're like going into that, but like you said, I think it was just the. Holding on to the past, dude, because these players, you know, we won the Gold Cup, maybe Mexico, you know, which doesn't really happen. So I think, like, people are just, in an emotional sense, attaching those players to those memories to justify that they were good. Okay. That's how I feel. I always, it's difficult because we saw with Italy, a lot of their players are getting older and they were keeping them. Yeah, too much. I mean, even though I root for Mexico, always when United States plays, I, I, I kind of root for them. You know, give them a little fake. <laughs> help them out, but that was always my oddly weird concern. I also do know the fact that it's hard to play for the United States on the fact that you can trace your ancestry back to playing in France. I mean, who are you gonna play for? United States, or France. Uh, very true. But, yeah, I learned just, you know, Mexico switching uh, over to whatever that league you were talking about. Oh, the Comebol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only problem I have with that is I know they'll absolutely get demolished. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, that's... they'll never make it back to the World Cup again. I don't think that they will never make it back, but I will feel like it will be a lot tougher. Like, Peru did not qualify for the World Cup for almost 40 years. So, like, technically speaking, there has been families that were born, lived, and died. And I've never seen this fucking country go to the World Cup. Fucking disgrace. But that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is that we had to go to fifth place. In the fifth place in the Comebol, you play, uh, you may, you go and, and play a playoff game with, like, whoever finished fifth or, like, the equivalent of that level mm-hmm. in, like, Asia or Africa. Like, we play New Zealand, you know? I was, I was yeah, we're fairly easy. Yeah, yeah, that was fairly easy, right? So I feel like Mexico, they will never finish first. No. They will never finish no, first. No they will never finish second. Maybe third if like everyone's on their prime and everyone's worth like millions and millions of dollars. But most of the time, they will either not qualify or they will struggle with fourth and fifth. With fourth and fifth, and then they will have to go to the playoffs. And even then. The playoffs will be easy compared to the new level that they will acquire by playoffs. Because, you know, dude, Mexico plays like... The only worthy op- opponent is the U.S. And the U.S. is not that good. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to take that one back. I think Costa Rica is a pretty decent team. and uh, Costa Rica is decent. Okay, I'll give you that. But I'll everybody that. else, like, you know, Honduras, Trinidad. Cuba, Puerto Rico, <laughs> Jamaica. And what the fuck, dude? Nicaragua? Guatemala? Seriously, dude? You know how many... What the fuck, dude? How do you not qualify, dude? 
That, 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 I mean, dude, they, it's made for you to qualify. Like, if Mexico didn't qualify to World Cup, it would be an absolute disgrace, dude. I feel like the narcos and the government would go apeshit and everything would oh, collapse, dude. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I believe that. Which, I 100% believe. I do think that if they did switch, it might help them out, uh, develop better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, dude. Mexico know, would become a power powerhouse, dude. I hate getting past the group stage and then getting fucking knocked out <laughs> in the knockout stage. With, like the first round, second round tops, dude. When you're playing uh, Brazil, getting absolutely decimated or... The Netherlands were robbing fucking flops in the box. And oh, dude. The winning goal. Yeah, that, that memory still burns <laughs> my fucking brain. But, no, I do agree. Playing high t- higher tier teams like Argentina and Brazil, Colombia and uh, Chile. Uruguay. U- Uruguay would definitely help out with the development of their game. And, definitely. Uh, improve their playing style. Because I think, I believe that that is what helped us go to the workup, dude, because, you know, I know that you don't keep up with Peruvian, like, soccer, and nobody fucking does because it's garbage. But, basically, we went through the, the same thing with the U.S. That, that the U.S. has done. Like, we were, like, we didn't qualify. We were, like, all right, this is enough, dude. This is enough. Like, because all our youth players are good, dude. Like, we, on, like, U17, U20 tournaments, we do decently. We at least get to the workup. But in senior level, we never get to the workup. Why? Because we are calling the same old motherfuckers that used to be good but are not good anymore because that we believe that's all we have. And it's not true because, you know, soccer is a young people game. So all these people, like, because I think the equivalent age of uh, the Peruvian national team right now is like, 26 25 that's pretty young that's pretty young right so like throughout this whole World Cup qualifiers like 2015 16 17 18 all these players had no choice but to grow balls and just get better because right. they're playing against colombia they're playing against uruguay they're playing against chile they're playing against brazil even venezuela is like a tough challenge dude you know i will say the only people the only Teams that are not like super, super competitive in South America are probably Bolivia, Peru, Paraguay. That's it. To me, it sounds like an absolute like death match. Exactly. Exactly. You know, (laughs) South America and Europe too. You know, both have high quality teams, high star power teams. Exactly. You got to duke it out till the very end. And I always enjoy watching those teams play because it's so much talent and yeah. they work hard dude oh yeah oh yeah they, they, they bust ass I mean um, and just to get back to the point I feel like if Mexico were to do that dude I truly believe that Mexico could become like a top 5 team dude like Brazil and Argentina they have so many fucking people dude so many people how do you not find 11 world class players in a place where half of the culture is getting drunk and watching fucking soccer you know we do have a couple studs um chucky lozano right uh, i'm hoping he leaves psv for a uh, a better no, i'm not knocking psv for being a, a right but next but that's a middle tier team right to a, a better team i know he wouldn't probably see the minutes that he should um but you know but the fact that he made it there means that he's worth something. Right. It's like, you know, Chicharito. Right, like Chicharito and John Manchester United, you know. I mean, dude, Mexico does have a great team. A really good team, which is why I'm surprised when, like, 
they A, don't win the Gold Cup, which I, I feel like they should win it every single time, or B, like you said, they make it past knockout stages. Like, dude, you guys beat Germany. And then you choke. Yeah, like, no. How, how the fuck no, does that work don't out? Don't have to remind me that. <laughs> don't have to remind me that. No, it, uh, it, it is a weird situation that they had down there. And it, it also the fact that United States and Mexico had to fight for some of these players. Yeah, dude, that shit is funny as fuck. Because, dude. you know, dual citizenship and all these players can. Pick a side. Welcome to, to the 2020 Mexican American draft. Yeah, you Here's might your as well, host. Might as well combine these <laughs> two teams eventually. You know, really, dude, dude, you might as well just make a whole fucking draft like they do for the NBA and be like, okay, tacos or fucking burgers, dude. What do you pick? What is it? <laughs> like, yeah, I will watch that shit. <laughs> um. No, it is a weird situation because most countries don't have to deal with this. Yeah, no, not France at all. France and England don't have to deal with people picking one nation or the other. It, it is mainly United States and Mexico that you have these young players that have to decide which one. It's a bizarre. It's bizarre because, like, you know, in Europe, you do have these options and stuff. But now, at that point, it becomes more of a matter of, like, okay... Where do I think I personally, as a player, regardless of nationality, I'm gonna go explode more, you know? Right. Because like you know, like 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 Pogba, Pogba, Mbappe, all those all those players, they uh, they uh, they can play for other teams if they want to, you know, through right. their nationality, through their parents. But they pick their the country they've played in the most. Exactly. Like and you know, much respect to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, tough sometimes, man. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Like half of the family is like, "Oh, come here," and the other family is like, "Oh, come here." So I played in Mexico if I had to pick. You, you would, yeah, even I though you don't speak Spanish. Not. Yeah, even though I don't speak Spanish. It's fucking hilarious. You guys heard it here: a Mexican player playing for the national team that wouldn't speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, they would tell me pass the ball, and I would just keep dribbling because I don't know what they're saying. Oh, my God. oh man, that'd be. That'd be pretty funny. That's that, rich. That that's that's a that's a net that's a show idea for you, Netflix. I want my fucking copyrights. I want my copyrights. I will sue you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, with that, I believe that we have covered absolutely everything that we need to cover. Tyler again, the engineer and uh, analytics for one of the most important companies in America. It's so important that, as a matter of fact, if I say it, I'm not getting in trouble. So just buy your nails <laughs> and fucking <laughs> accept the fact. Yeah, you will never find this out. Tyler, any other, uh, any last thoughts, something that you want to comment, anything that you want to publish? Um, amazing people. I, no, not really. Uh, I do believe that MLS is the future of soccer. Um, we Woo! still have long ways to go uh, with money-wise. I still fucking hate the fact that we have exactly. cap space. Yeah, we fuck <laughs> and hate that we have... Uh, you know, was it designated player spots or whatever where you can only have three? That makes no sense to me, but I guess, you know, i got to keep it fair or whatever. Right. Um, and I also have a bull prediction that I do think that France will not win the next World Cup and that it either will be Netherlands or England. 
Well, that, those last two topics are going to have to be a discussion for another day, my friend. Very right. bold statements. Um, with that being said, guys, don't forget to follow us on, on Filter Soccer on Instagram. Like us on Facebook, on Filter. It's just on Filter. Um, and, you know, just keep update. Thank you for tuning in, beautiful bitches, and we'll see you later.